0: You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to the Body Charge Podcast. I'd like to introduce to you Azalan Al-Hashimi for the topic today of Strategies to Recover from Burnout. He is a high performance master coach and a mentor who helps successful, ambitious leaders and pro athletes perform at peak levels in the vital areas of their lives to experience unwavering joy and true inner freedom. He had an illustrious corporate and government career, worked on multi-billion dollar projects in the aviation and transportation industries, in Marcom's project management and strategy. Wow. He was also competitive athlete holding titles like national and regional squash champion and collegiate athlete ncaa and club division one in volleyball and beach volleyball and he trained for and competed in iron man races I, I i i must bow before you because i can't do anywhere near that much that's amazing so azalan how did you manage to cram so much into your life and do well at it tell us a bit about what you learned on your journey up to the summit
1: um well thank you so much for that introduction um it, it doesn't get boring hearing it to be honest with you it's it's a, i'm always I'm, you're saying it and i'm shocked <laughs> to be very frank it's it's trying to as you said trying to cram so much Um, into so much little time is actually what got me to start working with burnout because I've burnt myself out so many times doing all this stuff, and um, I wouldn't change it for the world uh, to be honest with you, it's gotten me to where I am. Um, but maybe I would have done things a little differently, um, knowing what I know now. Um, I was kind of born and bred to be a high achiever and a high performer that kind of mindset you know number two was never allowed at home um or even accepted by my parents my parents were the kind of parents if i got 99 percent at school they would focus on the one percent that was lost you know so um i i grew up around that and then it just kind of transferred into everything i did so i was the same at school i was the same Um, when I played squash as a junior, um, even into university and into my career, I just had this kind of like driving force, which I work with, um, with my, I work on with my clients a lot because I think one of the most important things to understand is what drives you. Um, and With a lot of high achievers, that kind of personality, type A personality, high achiever, high performer, they usually attach their reasons and their purposes to something negative without even understanding that that's what's happening in the background. Um, So so for me, it was always...
0: Some people might choose to uh, strive um, for the impossible, because they don't feel worthy could that be sometimes it's never like that song never enough
1: yes absolutely uh, i think that is so i'm i'm a, I'm a master hypnotist and a master nlp practitioner so uh, and the reason i i started getting really interested in these modalities is because uh there was a point in my life where i got um extremely um uh what's the word um obsessed with how the mind works um and specifically uh the difference between conscious and unconscious and um it's a fascinating (laughs) yeah it is it is it is very fascinating i mean it's 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 never a dull moment i can tell you that so so uh what you were saying was absolutely at the core of why i was doing things because i always felt like i wasn't worthy of love i wasn't worthy of attention um, unless I was successful. And I work with professional athletes, as as you mentioned in your introduction. And I work with, for some reason, there was a period of my life where I worked with a lot of MMA fighters and they display that um, at a high level because you see these people that are in the, in the ring um, that look like the epitome of what an athlete should look like. They're so honed, they're so well-trained, they're very aggressive. Um, yet if you talk to them um honestly and vulnerably, you'll find out that they're actually being driven by really deep wounds and very uh, traumatic events in their lives. And this story that you're talking about, the story that's playing in the background about them not being worthy or um not being um understood, and so it comes out in different ways. Um
0: did they get did they get very is it, is it a prerequisite to, to tap into that intense emotion to in order to achieve those summits and those great heights and to put the flag on top of the mountain? Is it necessary? Or is there another pathway up that mountain without drawing on the negatives?
1: I mean, look, there is absolutely a positive side to being driven by something negative because what it causes is it causes you to tap into systems in your body that are fight or flight kind of systems, which is you know extreme stress. And there is an argument to say that athletes need to tap into that place to be able to um, achieve the kind of feats that they're that they're achieving and get to the top. The only problem with that is that the long-term effect of it, if it becomes very chronic, will have very negative side effects in your body, in your mind, in your and, and because it's affecting you so much on a money body, body-mind level, it will kind of project into your life. So for me, I think that it can get you to a certain place. This is what I'm seeing. It'll get you to a certain place. It will drive you to a certain place. But then at some point, you need to make a conscious decision to shift that in order to have sustainability in your career. So and do- in order to become, sorry, in order to become a better leader, an athlete, whatever. You know, a lot of leader, a lot of leaders that get to the age of 35, 40, 45 and are kind of lost because they don't have their purpose. They don't understand why they're doing it anymore. They fell out of love of what they initially were very passionate about is for that reason is because they got to the point where they burnt themselves out so much with this negative driving force and they haven't switched it to something to a positive purpose sorry i cut you there
0: that's all right i was just going to support what you just said about finding the reason of why you do something so in the beginning we we i guess when we're younger in that younger mindset we seek approval we just want to be good and we want you know, everyone to approve of what we're doing and to think we're fantastic and great. And, you know, so it's an emotional reward, isn't it? It's a big dopamine hit. And then as you burn yourself out, because it's never enough, you can never really reach the summit. I mean, you physically might reach the summit, but there's something inside that's still missing which is why it's not sustainable, because you haven't really learned the reason for your mission in life yet and why you do what you do. And I think this is an overarching um, thing for everyone on the planet. Every human being has to find their why. Why am I here? And why do I do what I do? And why am I building something? And what's the point? Always what's the point? This is probably like a mid- midlife crisis. I don't know, if yeah. life in athlete, uh, athletic terms, yeah. but yeah. Yes. So after the burnout, these are all the questions that can pop up. So you, you're a little bit like a psychologist that helps the athletes recover and find their why again. Would you say that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's at the core of what we do at the beginning of uh, the the method I created, which is the Ascension Method. Which is the the first the first few steps are all about understanding why we do things on a conscious versus unconscious level and then and then after that kind of educational part we go into actually modalities like hypnosis and stuff like that to understand what is actually the root cause of the problem because mind you I mean you're talking about the summit and I talk exactly I use exactly that language which is why I
0: read your bio
1: (laughs) all right awesome yeah so 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 a lot of the people I work with have already reached the summit um, but I've, they've reached the summit completely depleted and cannot find joy in their lives because they've been driving themselves so much in one aspect of their life usually that they've kind of left everything else behind. And the kind of problems I hear is, you know, my marriage is falling apart. My my kids hate me. Um, I'm not having fun. I don't have friends anymore. Um, it's 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 pretty endemic. Like if you see a lot of the athletes, the professional athletes that have come out and spoken about um their battles with depression for a very long time um it's usually um i think you fro- are you there because you froze your video froze yeah.
0: oh i'm here are you here okay yeah okay yeah yeah that's better yeah sorry
1: um yeah and 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 uh, the 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 one thing they talk about is we've been focusing so much on getting that olympic medal or repet- repetition of the olympic medal that now that I have it, I'm looking around, and I'm like, "I don't have anybody to celebrate with. I don't have yeah. anybody to 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 call. I don't have anything and And the meaning of life all of a sudden is it becomes that purpose you're talking about that that why all of a sudden you're like that big question comes why have I been doing this my whole life? I don't understand. I got,
0: I got to the goal, and I still feel empty. and still something is missing. And yes. So did you know also, because while you were talking, I was thinking about burnout and it's quite common in the in for an athlete or you know, anyone doing excessive physical activity, it might be a tradesman working on a building site, but if you push your body very hard or go or, or do a lot of training and you and you can overtrain, you can deplete your magnesium reserves. And the low magnesium actually causes depression as well. And so when you replenish magnesium, you can recover from the stress and become more resilient and recover because depression is just a lack of energy. It's your body going into safe mode like the computer and going, I don't have the reserves enough for full capacity uh, function. And so everything is going to be a little bit less, including brain function. So depression is really depression of energy levels. And that's why we need a lot of rest to recover. We need to put the good nutrition in. Of course, you know, in the athletic world, you're, you know all about the good nutrition more than most people, um, but they still, a lot of the time, forget about the magnesium. And so that's one of the reasons that we do what we do at Electromagnesium. We provide transdermal magnesium for fast, efficient uptake. Um, we have a lot of athletes using it also for injury recovery as well because it's an anti-inflammatory. It's not toxic and and there's no drugs involved
1: <laughs> yeah i mean look i've had i've had a, a, a you're 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 preaching to the choir because I've had a long journey with magnesium like literally i i i have researched magnesium so deeply and I've used it uh so successfully for myself and for i uh, you know i would say. That every single person that comes through my practice, I put them on magnesium on a very high dose of magnesium to start with. I I read this research that um, magnesium isn't um, a very toxic um, mineral. So whatever you're not using, you kind of um, uh, passes through through urine. Um, yes, we, uh, or, we need a lot. Or,
0: though. Yeah, we need a lot. Most people are deficient.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so still? the numbers. Yeah. The numbers that are unusually on, on the on the magnesium uh, uh, supplements are usually not enough. they're good for people that have sufficient magnesium reserves and they just need to kind of supplement but the reality is that the amount of magnesium that you actually need if your reserves are depleted or, or if you're in burnout is maybe three four times that. And, yes. and uh, that's
0: assuming well, that you're actually going to be able to digest those tablets and powders, yes, get it through yes. the gut wall. And yeah. um, the, that's a big problem because for a lot of people it causes diarrhea. So they can't get high amounts through the gut wall. In fact, studies have shown that your optimal absorption through the gut wall is what would be in food and natural spring water, which is actually a low dose. But when you're drinking your mineral water over a, you know 24 hour period even at a low dose you're getting a significant amount if you have the magnesium and the drinking water you don't actually need high concentrations however for athletic performance and exercise or even for um you know people who are stiff with arthritis um, all sorts of reasons you can get very high doses through the skin by a massage and the, the there is no digestion involved in that case so it goes in faster and better to calm and relax the muscles so that we can recover better Um, and very, very good for stress relief and to help you sleep better because, you know, we know that a good deep sleep is very restorative and helps you bounce back after a big exercise session.
1: Yeah, I mean, look—it's uh, magnesium is such a big topic because you know it all depends on what chelates you're taking, and there are so many chelates that respond, that correspond to so many different aspects, right? Um, what I—the way I—the way I went about it—and mind you, when I discovered that I was magne- magnesium deficient, nobody was speaking about magnesium. This was like approximately ten years ago when that magnesium conversation wasn't really actually happening and um i heard um i heard a podcast interview i wish i could imagine i remember what doctor it was but he's he's very popular in, in the magnesium world and uh he was saying that the best way to understand how much magnesium you want you need is and i'm talking about pill form now i i, I respect and i understand exactly what you're what you're saying I'm just talking about my journey is to take um, the amount that's on the on the in the in the in the um, box, the recommended amount, and then see how you feel, and increase by one pill every every day until you get to the point where you have diarrhea, or you feel like your stomach is going. Yeah,
0: that's the vitamin then, C method, as well.
1: Yeah, same same as the vitamin C method. Yeah, and then pull one back. And keep going that until you get the and then pull one back, and pull one back, and pull one back, and that literally saved my life. Literally. Um, uh, well, it, it's, it was. Yes, you would
0: be getting some absorption through the gut wall, um, but it doesn't compare with transdermal capacity because the skin is the largest organ in the body. So here's a trick for you, if you want to try, because when your skin absorbs the magnesium, especially in the context of fats as well because the skin is lipophilic it loves to soak up fat you can store a lot of magnesium in your epidermis so imagine how good that would be on a long distance run for instance or a big Mm. you know marathon that you have extra reserves in storage in your own cells um, for pre and post uh, needs so, yeah, I
1: I you I use I use both. I actually okay. use uh, transdermal and I also use uh, pills. It depends because um there are some of the chelates that I use that are extremely uh, brain permeable. I don't know if I'm using the right words in English. Uh but it's extremely brain permeable that I can't find very often um in transdermal and yeah. um
0: So, so let uh, me explain the the chelates that are often used together with magnesium. Um, these are often amino acids that we may need, especially when we're an athlete. We may need those certain proteins uh, to resupply our system. And certain proteins then are used for different aspects, for building different organs, for replenishing brain, for making enzymes. At the end of the day, magnesium is always an ion and it's always its own element and the body moves it to wherever it needs, where whatever cells and whatever part of the body is needed, it takes that same magnesium. And it doesn't necessarily take the amino acid that it originally came with that went through the digestive system. So so I think this is very much a misconception that happens sometimes in the marketplace where people think, oh, only this type of magnesium goes into my kidneys or only this type of magnesium goes into my brain it's just magnesium. That's it. It's just like water, water, and that's it. It's not this type of water or that type of water. So, so yes, once you get past the digestive system and everything is separated, it's reassembled and it's moved wherever it's needed in the body. So you don't, all you have to do is make sure that you are able to uh, digest and uh, absorb the nutrients that you take in. And if your digestive system isn't the best, if you're under a lot of stress, which means it's going to be suppressed, then uh, the transdermal route um, can supply what you need during that recovery phase. So what's efficiency. what's the
1: dif- what's the difference in the efficiency of uh, of transdermal versus in the gut?
0: So let's say you drank one liter of um, mineral water with magnesium in it, and 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 that spring water had 80 milligram of magnesium elemental if you drank three liters in a 24 hour period you would be taking up 240 milligram of magnesium very easily through the gut wall because it's a very low dose over that amount of water and taken in over a longer period of time So this is what the studies have shown, that taking in a low dose over a longer period is far more successful at getting across the gut wall to the interior of the body compared to one big bolus, like one, two or 300 milligram tablet, um, most of which, you know, more than half uh, is usually expelled by the digestive system because there's too much in one go. Even if you don't get diarrhea, it's still not passing all of that magnesium still isn't passing over the gut wall so mm, that's so when you have a, a a result and you feel something good happening some of it's gone through and some of it's working but not all of it so there so are... it's a,
1: you, what what you're saying is it's better for me to, to cuz what i'm doing right now is i am um so i have sachets that dissolve in water and what i'm doing is i am having the full dose right before I sleep in a little bit of water. So what you're saying is maybe divide that quantity into much larger quantities of water and sip on it throughout the day. Is that a better solution?
0: Yes, you can. That's right. And you could save your transdermal dose for a little massage, massage your feet or your neck and shoulders uh, around the heart area because it's very calming for the heart and it's very quick to get through the skin um, in in the form of massage and the heart really needs a lot of magnesium it's probably the organ in the body that needs more magnesium than anything else because it's got to run 24/7 yeah and it's yeah. Got a lot that's of the fittest it's the do. fittest
1: it's probably the fittest muscle in the body
0: <laughs> that's, it, that's it yeah so um we're nearly coming to the end of our discussion here um I'd like you to just give people a little summary of the most important things they need to have in their mind when they're um, setting goals and what kind of mindset is needed to achieve them, where they can manage or avoid the burnout, where they're... um, having fun you mentioned before you know they're not having fun i think that's the biggest thing isn't it you've got to enjoy what you do is that the most important thing the way you see it
1: i think i think that is absolutely the most important thing for me right now the way i see things and the way and, and where we are i feel like we're doing a lot of things like exercising and eating and you know nutrition and all of that stuff and it's coming from a place where i have to do it rather than i want to do it and to be very honest with you, when I was doing the last Ironman, that's when I had the worst burnout and uh, it was really bad. Uh, I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue stage three um, and it, and it took me about two years to fully recover. Um, and I still feel until today that there's this niggle, there's this kind of subconscious thing because, because of what I went through that is kind of pulling me back there sometimes um, physically and emotionally. And, um, but what I w- what I was trying to say is that at that point when I when I broke down after my last race, I was probably the fittest and most regimented human being on the planet. <laughs> I was, or at least, what well, definitely in the in the top one percentile. So I ate well, I slept well, I had great relationships. That's at the time when I started creating uh, what is now known as the ten pillars of life mastery. At that point, it was only five pillars. Um, and so in terms, if I would have kind of assessed myself along the five pillars, I would have been at like 95%. The problem was that my relationship with these things was off. I wasn't doing it because I was enjoying it. You know, it's the same thing as we were saying at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. I was doing it because I felt like I had to. It was just work.
0: Yeah. It reminded me of people getting up and they, they hate their work and they feel already sick. When when the day starts and they don't want to go, but they have to because they've got to put yeah. food on the table, but they're not enjoying it. And, I, I and forgot what the
1: statistic. Stick. Yeah. I, I forgot what the statistic was of how many people actually have negative thoughts when they open their eyes, like the first thing they think about. Mm. It's a cra- it's a crazy statistic. I forgot what it was. I look it up just for my own knowledge, but it's an interesting statistic because a lot of people are struggling a lot. Um, and I think that is the source of of the problem is that we've kind of lost um, that relationship with ourselves that understands what brings us joy.
0: I think I think we get sick in the heart before we get sick in the body.
1: Absolutely, it always
0: starts from there. And Absolutely. and I think if you don't love what you do, find something else. I just decide yeah. to make a change.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the the problems. If you want to look at it from a from a from a more pragmatic kind of not a spiritual approach but a lot of the problems is because of um mind brain heart incoherence and this is what you're referring to being sick in the heart is that all of a sudden you are there is a there is an imbalance between why you're doing things and these two stop talking to each other which is the most important communication line the heart brain and the and the brain and the mind this is the most important kind of conversation you're having other than the spiritual side of having a conversation with your higher self and intuition and 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 whatever else you believe in that's a higher power but within you as a as a human if you disconnect that coherence and you become incoherent as they call it is where all the problems start
0: yeah it affects relationships your work your performance it affects everything or well, once you get that together that body mind soul synergy what once you um, scoop it up and bring it into balance then everything starts to work then you just happen to meet the right people things work for you in your career um, you have the beautiful relationship with lots of love. And, you know, there's almost an effortless that creeps in. I find like a slipstream. You're in the middle of the river and the, the water is carrying you and there's not much effort involved. Yes. Yes.
1: That's the sweet that's spot the on the tennis racket. <laughs> yeah, the ether, the ether. The so zone. like that's that's the end of the ascension method is surrender. That's exactly what you're talking about is that, okay, we need to do this work on ourselves. And then with the belief system that if we are working on ourselves enough with joy and with sustainability and with resilience and staying in that zone of coherence, then all you need to do is just kind of surrender and watch what the universe is going to to do for you because that's what it it wants.
0: You have to have faith and know that the the power of your intention is enough to get that ball rolling. Yes. And people need that confidence. So I think that's the work that you must be doing to help them get that confidence. So if people want to contact you to find out more, what do they do?
1: So mostly everything is on my website, which is uh, www.arsalan.co. I just launched a masterclass on there for people to... Kind of understand a little bit more about what I'm talking about and the ascension method and how it can help them, and that's www.arsalan. My name a r s a l a n. dot c o not not com c o, and then backslash masterclass. and It's it's a it's a pretty cool webinar that will definitely shift something in your life for sure.
0: It sounds so fascinating and very much needed today. So, um, thank you very much for joining us on the Body Charge podcast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to get heaps out of this one um, because, yeah, they're really, I think a lot of people are reaching a nexus point in their lives, you know, with all the stuff going on on the planet and the disruption in everything that has been like normal and taken for granted. And, you know, the way of life, everyone's way of life is changing. And there's a lot of increased risk for people there's a lot of changes it creates anxiety Uh, so people are looking for you know uh, stability and stability is within that's the big message that's the gift in the crisis the crisis can turn into something really good if we look for it that it helps shape us into something better
1: yeah I mean look the the one thing that people miss I think is that the human being is like a projector and that projection of your life, the quality of your life is completely dependent on the, the, the what you're projecting from the inside. So the most profound work, whether you're looking at it from a spiritual perspective or you're looking at it from a self-maintenance perspective or performance, like I speak about, is to work on yourself. First and foremost, and to prioritize yourself first and foremost. That's the most important um, investment you can make. It's not investing in your kids. It's not investing in your business. It's not investing in all that stuff. It's investing as much as possible on yourself with, as you said, with the belief system that once I do that, everything on the outside is going to change. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, some of I, I, I talk about, I talk to my clients about little shifts. Just little shifts. And immediately, like almost the next day, they will get something in response from the It's almost like we're the, reality. The, we're the
0: center of our own universe, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, and and we, we haven't realized how special we are. And it's not an ego Absolutely. thing. It's very um, humbling when you realize yes. that the power that, that we have all been given, but not used or misused. We don't even know it's there. We don't understand our gifts. So it's a big journey for yes. everyone, not just athletes yes. or I mean we're players. we're
1: we're stripped we're stripped from that since we're kids. Yeah. We're stripped yeah. from the understanding that we are powerful beyond belief. And it's just a matter of what you believe. Yes. We're always taught since we're kids to start becoming so individualized and so in ourselves and so we diminish our power into thinking that we're this little thing that very limited is concentrating yeah very limited and and we we lose the the the, um, the understanding of how unlimited we are kids are amazing with
0: that the connection with the universe the connection with the cosmos we are we are um we have um we're big and expansive and i think when you work on the mind, you start to realize that more and more. And that then helps project you to your goals, to achieve what you want to achieve. And always remember, a heart must be number one <laughs> priority. Yes. Your heart and your yeah. joy. Follow your fun and you will get to the goal and to feeling happy and satisfied.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's quite scary how much we're taught not to have fun. Yeah. You know, I remember when we, I, remember, I just something came up to my mind. I remember when I was there's an Arabic saying Um, I, I'm, I'm from Yemen, so I have a kind of like a I speak both languages. But there's an Arabic saying that says uh, laughing for no reason is bad manners. It rhymes in Arabic, but I'm just I'm just translating it. And that's what they used to tell us when we were kids. This is like a normal saying that everybody says to everybody. Right. in Arabic it's uh, you can see how it it rhymes and basically what it's saying is you're not allowed to have joy for no reason you know and I used to say that to us a lot when we were kids amongst other things
0: the endorphins the brain releases when you laugh are extremely healing it's so good for you it's the best vitamin apart from sleeping (laughs) laughing and sleeping
1: Yeah, I mean they have they have laughing therapy. I know a guy here in Dubai that does laughing therapy. Like that's that's literally what he He's does, awesome. and it's awesome. It's I a went once. i like, this is great.
0: Topic for another <laughs> podcast. We we need to yeah. finish. Oh, well, thank you so much, Aslan. I really enjoyed thank this you. discussion. Got a lot out of it. I appreciate it. Me
1: too. Me too. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I'm gonna get back on the transdermal magnesium for sure. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. I'll send you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Please do. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye.
0: I hope you like this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge and recover.